Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You are listening to the E2C Network, where the Auburn family speaks. Morning, Auburn family, and welcome back to Inside the Jungle, your source for Auburn men's basketball analysis and discussion on the E2C Network. Today, another W to talk about. I, I love continuing to say that in the intro of this podcast, continuing to talk about wins and Ws for this Auburn basketball team as they improve to 24-2 and on the season, 12-1 and in Southeastern Conference play as they get a home victory over the Vanderbilt Commodores by the score of 94 to 80. And we're going to, I'm going to talk all about this game and uh, the, some of the players and plays in this game and kind of the what's around the program. And uh, today, today I'm on my own. Yeah. I haven't really done a, uh, an alone podcast ever before. So this is a new for me. So we'll, we'll kind of just, I'm just going to kind of treat this as like a, a good conversation just to, just to have and talk about this incredible basketball team and this incredible game from last night. I'm recording this well over 24 hours after the game has finished. So we've had a lot of time to, to look over the game, look over the stats and that sort of thing. So first I want to start off. I was there. It was an incredible atmosphere. Uh, a lot of people that normally go to those games and go to all the games said that it wasn't as loud, but for me, you know, I sat up top in the corner, just beside the corner. I thought it was incredibly loud. I thought it was an incredible game, an incredible atmosphere, especially before it being at an 8 o'clock tip against Vanderbilt on a Wednesday night. I mean, that that's a special. That's that. It, my dad was texting me before uh, I started recording, recording. He said that is the Bruce Pearl effect right there, to have no empty seats in that state, in that arena with circumstances that we had there. We're going to talk a little bit about the game. I want to talk about first, look, Vandy jumped out to an 11 to nothing lead. And I I was getting a little worried because we weren't hitting shots. Jabari missed his two first threes. We were turning the ball over. I think Allen had a turnover. We'll get to Allen here in a second. We'll get to Jabari here in a sec. But Vandy jumped out immediately. Bruce Pearl got a technical foul, and they were hitting free throws. And it was like, okay, now – what are we going to – we need to answer. What are we going to do? Who are we going to go to? And uh, and it went from four – it went from 11 to nothing to 11 to three to 14 to three. And then that was as bad as it wrote for Vanderbilt because then it, all of a sudden it was 14 to 14 after an incredible run by Auburn to get back into the game. Foul trouble also ate this team alive with Zap immediately getting a foul trouble early, and that's not a matchup you want to see with him getting into foul trouble with uh, the opposing team points or being the leading scorer in the SEC. And we'll get to, I'll get to Pippen here in a minute, but he had a, another incredible game, 29 points for the league leader in scoring right now. He's, he's been incredible, but I wanted to, I was very excited about seeing the, the honey badger Zep against him, but foul trouble early, especially him and even KD Johnson, you know, not getting as many minutes as, uh, either of them are used to due to the foul trouble with KD only got 23 minutes and Zepp only got 16. 
So a big thing for this game, we uh we've seen the past few games, especially this past like like five or so games, Auburn has struggled from behind the arc and from the free throw line. And we talked in the last podcast, Dad and I, uh, we talked about how we're going to need a shooter. We just need a guy because we're going to have to start hitting those threes. We're going to have to start hitting shots from the free throw line. We're going to have to start hitting open shots and open looks that we're getting. They just weren't falling down. But you saw Auburn go into a little bit of slump. Boy, have they jumped out through it with this game last night. An incredible, incredible game. Uh, from the three-point line, 11 of 22, 50%. And from the free throw line, Auburn goes 21 of 26, which is 81%, which is, I mean, as good as you can ask for right there. But huge, absolutely huge breakout type of game. And uh, it all starts with the man, Jabari Smith. Talk about an absolute menace on the offensive end. Seven of 10 from three, 10 of 16 from the field, grabbed four rebounds, had 31 points. The first Auburn freshman to score 30-plus points in a game since Tony Douglas in 2005. Wow. An incredible, incredible game from Jabari. Uh, he proved to the scouts that he that they were there to see him and not anybody else. But to take away from that, Walker also had an incredible basketball game, 22 points, 8 of 10 shooting, which is as efficient as you can 80%. That's incredible. Seven rebounds and seven blocks. And that that stat line, seven blocks and seven rebounds with an absurd amount of points, has kind of become second nature to a guy like Walker Kessler. We kind of we've kind of expect that now, which is crazy. It's absolutely insane. And to have two guys like that in your front court, where your front court guys combine for 53 points compared to Vanderbilt's front court that combined for 13 points. That's the difference in the basketball. That's the difference in a win and a loss. That's the difference of being one of the top teams in the country and then not. Defensively, you know, you fought, this team fought, even though uh, foul trouble and the officials did not help. And I'll get to the, I'll get to the officials here in a minute because I'm, I'm going to go off on a few calls that they had there. But defense is ferocious. When you play a team as offensively gifted as Vanderbilt and especially as their point guard is as offensively gifted, and Scottie Pippen Jr. had 29 points, six, uh, six assists, and five rebounds. He shot 16 free throws. He's an NBA player, player. He's an NBA player. He knows how to get to the line. He knows how to draw contact and draw fouls. And he showed it. But when you play a team like that, you, you hate giving up 80 points a game. But when you're scoring 94, you're scoring 94. You're going to win the game. We'll get back to Jabari and Walker here in just a second because those two – had an incredible game. Those two have uh, – I think they've solidified themselves as both All-Americans. I think Walker has solidified himself for National Defensive Player of the Year. I think Jabari has given every single reason for NBA teams to consider him for the number one overall pick and the number one overall prospect. But let's talk about Wendell Green for just a second. Look, Wendell, another guy – and I know the, the slump of the shooting was team-wide, but Wendell, one of those that – Hadn't really had his shot recently in the past three or four games. It just seems like he hadn't been himself, especially from beyond the arc. But Wendell played great today. 12 points, nine assists, seven rebounds. And that was so quiet after the big performances by Jabari. It felt like Walker was getting uh, kind of shoved under the radar. That's what. That's another thing that my dad said 
you know, with all the crazy stuff going on with Jabari, it felt like Walker was getting, you know, second hand. But a guy like Wendell Green gets even third hand. He was one assist and three rebounds shy of a triple-double. That's an incredible game for Wendell Green. He goes two for five from the three-point line. You know, that's that's 40%. That's that's all you can ask for for a guy like that, shooting those those long contested pull-up threes at his size. That's I'll take that. I'll take that. Great game for Wendell Green. Also had a tie for the team high in plus-minus of plus 25. Plus 25 in a game you win by 14 in the SEC. It's pretty good. That's pretty good. He was tied with Devin Cambridge with a plus 25. The the next closest on the plus minus to those two, they both had plus 25. The next closest is a tie between Jalen Williams and Katie Johnson with plus 12. That's 13 less than Wendell and Devin. Great game from Wendell. And Devin Cambridge. Look, Devin does the he does the dirty work. He made a three. Yes, I don't really like. I don't want him jacking threes, but he does the dirty work. He gets rebounds. He fights. He plays defense. He's taking charges. He's leading. He's a he's a, he's an upperclassman on this team. One of the few upperclassmen on this group. He's experienced. He that's a guy you're going to have to have out there. Great game from Devin as well. So I alluded to. The uh, the foul trouble early in this game, especially especially early in this game, uh, with Zepp and KD immediately getting the foul trouble. But I, I want to talk about the officials for just a quick second. Fifty fouls were called in this game, a late game. Fifty fouls—that's way too much, especially with the pro talent, incredible players on this floor from both teams, and it was bad both ways. You had the fifty fouls, and you had the technical on Bruce. Two minutes into the game. That's really poor from SEC officiating. There were some really ticky-tack calls. The one that I was probably most frustrated with the most, and I may just be blanking on some other ones that I was more frustrated with, but I'm just this is the one I'm thinking of right now. Jabari hit the ball at the top of the key, and he swiped through and shot it, and they got the guy for swiping through, but they said he did he wasn't shooting even though Jabari was clearly in his shooting motion when he was hit. And, like, that takes away from three free throws from a star player. I don't understand. I don't understand any point of that call. It's the wrong call, and it doesn't do anything besides get that man a foul. And Vanderbilt was in some foul trouble as well. Wright, for them, had four fouls, and and their big guy had four fouls as well. Extremely displeased with the officials. It's... It was bad. It was very, very bad. Hey, Auburn fans. I want to take a quick timeout from this episode to bring your attention to something very special. Here at the E2C Network, we pride ourselves on bringing you the best content for Auburn fans out there. And best of all, it's free to you. But just because it's free doesn't mean there aren't costs, especially when you have a library of hundreds of podcasts, videos, blogs, and more. Many of you have reached out and asked how you can support this network in the past. Well, now I have your answer. It's called the E2C Network Booster Club over at patreon.com slash E2C Network. There you'll find a membership monthly reward system where you can sign up for as little as $1 and get different perks at different tiers. Some of those perks include things such as apparel, eligibility to join us on future podcasts, recognition as an e2c network booster 
exclusive communications, and bonus content that is available nowhere else. If you love this network and want to help us keep producing podcasts like this one, please head on over to patreon.com slash E2C network to join the E2C network booster club. You can also get there by going to our website, e2cnetwork.com slash support. Whether you decide to join or not, we are still so appreciative that you would support us by just listening and being here because each and every one of you is part of our E2C Network family. Well, that's it. Timeout's over. Let's get back into the episode. Also want to put out a, a quote from Bruce after the game. Bruce talked about getting Jabari the ball, getting Jabari his shots, especially the past, the past two weeks, especially in late-game situations that we're going to need him in in March. He said after the game about talking about the talent that he had uh, in the past and uh, what he's able to do with the talent now. But he said this, we were able to recruit guys that didn't have a lot of SEC offers like Jared Harper, Bryce Brown, Anthony McLemore, Javon McCormick, just not just to name those guys. Obviously, Austin Wiley was a very big get, but we won without any McDonald's All-Americans. After the Final Four, I think a lot of the five-star kids said, wow, if if that's what you can do with three- and four-star kids, imagine what you can do with a five-star. That's why we got Jabari. That's why Walker came back. And so did really good three- and four-stars. And we were doing really well with five-stars. I'm a lot better coach with good players. I could tell you that right now. And just like Bruce said, his ability to improve and mesh guys together even with three and four star guys that weren't as highly recruited, that didn't have a lot of offers like those guys he just named in that quote, he was still able to compete. He was still able to win big with those guys and mesh them together and make them really, really good college players. And some of them, you know, into the pros like Jared Harper. I mean, Chimo Kiki wasn't that big of a a recruit. Here's a lottery pick. And then what about Isaac Okoro, who's a top 40, four star, he turned him into a top five pick. He got guys like Bryce Brown, who hardly was recruited at all, and he's playing in the G League. So, I mean, guy, guys like that, what his ability to do with that just shows his ability to do with a five-star like Jamari Smith, former five-star like Walker Kessler, guys like Wendell Green. You know, he, he wasn't as highly recruited, but incredible talent. It just shows the, the kind of coach and the kind of recruiter, the kind of training and the – the freedom that it gives these players. Jabari said it. He just wants me to shoot my shot. And he said, that's a huge reason why Jabari came to Auburn is Bruce wants him to shoot his shot, wants him to shoot and gives him the freedom to shoot. And he does that with all of his guys. It's a big part of this flow of the basketball game. It's a big part of Auburn. It's a big part of what Bruce does. And uh, it's, it's huge. It's so huge. We'll go ahead and do uh, player of the game. This is going to be a quick podcast. It is really late, but um, quick thing: Auburn is now back to a two-game lead in the SEC race for the SEC championship, as they are twelve and one after Tennessee beat Kentucky on Tuesday night. Um, Auburn goes back to a two-game lead. They lead both Tennessee and Kentucky by two games with with uh, Tennessee still on their schedule later on. So uh, four more wins for Auburn, and you've got the outright SEC championship. Three more, and you've got a guaranteed tie, but you would need a Kentucky or Tennessee loss for that to happen, and you could be one of them 
with going to Knoxville next Saturday. But I'm gonna go ahead and do player of the game. I think there's three guys that we just named that I just named earlier. Look, Javari's the player of the game. Seven of ten from three, 31 points. First Auburn freshman to do that in, since 2005. Tony Douglas. Very few six ten guys are gonna do that ever. Enjoy him while you've got him. He's an incredible talent, and he will make, be making a lot of money to play basketball next year. He's very good at it. Uh, I think you could easily say Walker Kessler. I think Walker has improved his draft stock high enough. I, I didn't think that was near possible from what he's been able to do. 22 points, seven rebounds, seven blocks. That's an incredible game for Walker Kessler. And we've kind of come to expect those incredible games, especially as of recent. Wendell Green, another great game off the bench, coming off of kind of a shooting slump for him, as well as Jabari, and kind of a team-wide shooting slump. 12 points, two of five from three, had nine assists and seven rebounds. Three rebounds, one assist shy of a triple-double. I bet he gets it soon. He's been so close in so many games. I bet he can I bet he could get over that hump and have guys like Walker and Jabari on their team as well. And Zep and KD, if they stay out of foul trouble, that's big. I'll quickly talk about Alan Flanagan for just a second. Look, Alan, Alan really struggled in this game, committed six turnovers. I think I think a problem with Allen right now, he wants to be that scorer that he was last year, and it's not going to fit on this team with this roster. And that's understandable. I also don't think he trusts his Achilles as much as he probably should, but that's a natural, like, human thing, an athlete thing, where, you know, you tear your Achilles, you're immovable, you're completely immobile, for six, seven months after surgery, that's going to be hard to trust your Achilles, especially with that explosive Allen that we saw last year. It's going to be hard to get back to that. But uh, some some really poor decisions on Allen's part last last night. He did have the big alley-oop dunk from Wendell. That was incredible momentum. The place went crazy during that. It was, it was That was good to see. But uh, not a lot of bright spots for Allen. I hope to see that change. I really do. I think Jabari is easy to play a game. Dad thinks the same thing. I really don't know why I, I, you can pick between those three, but he he's the he's the guy. He's the guy. And he has a chance to be All-American, as he should, as well as Walker Kessler. I think Wendell Green has a chance to be considered for SEC Sixth Man of the Year, which is, I mean, huge. You have, you're going to have two SEC All-First-Teamers. You might have a the sixth man of the year, and the defensive player of the year, which is incredible. It's just incredible. Yeah, Jabari is the player of the game. So we'll go ahead and move on from that. Um, the big win over Vandy improves us to 12-1 and in SEC play, 24-2 in uh, overall as Auburn looks ahead and uh, will be taking on the Florida Gators on Saturday, February 19th at 1 p.m. Central Time in Gainesville as they go on the road. Look, Auburn hasn't won in Gainesville since 1996. Bruce Pearl's 0-4 for there as an Auburn Tiger. That's a tough place to go win. That's a really solid floor. I like Mike White. I like what he's got going on there. I really like Colin Castleton, what they have with him, and he's coming back after injury. They've had some weird losses, some weird wins. You know, they got blown out at Rupp. They had a home overtime win against Ole Miss. It was just 
it's been a really weird season for Florida, which you saw the great match. I'm really interested to saw, to see a part two of that great matchup between Walker and uh, and Colin Castleton. As that'll be Saturday, and then you you look ahead of this the rest of the schedule with a two game lead in the SEC, and then you got Ole Miss coming next Wednesday to Auburn, and then Auburn going to Knoxville to play the Tennessee Volunteers that next Saturday. And then that next Wednesday, going to Mississippi State and then South Carolina at home on March 5th for the last game of the regular season. The schedule setting up really good. Really nice for Auburn as uh, we look forward to it. If you want to find me on Twitter, you know, you know, respond to anything that I've said in this this 20-something minutes that I've been going here. You know, reach out to me. Talk to me during the games. I don't... I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start tweeting a lot more. Um, I know Dad tweets a lot during the game. You can find him on Twitter. I A M C T O. I am C T O. You can find me on Twitter at Gray Oldenburg, or you can find me on Instagram at Gray O Twenty One. Until later on this weekend or early next week, we get to, to discuss the Auburn Florida game. We're Eagle. Thank you for tuning in today's episode on the E2C Network. On your way out, I want to remind you to stop by E2Cnetwork.com. It's your one-stop shop for all our content across our podcast, YouTube channel, and much more. To stay up to date with us, make sure you're following social media accounts such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. While our content here may always be Auburn sports heavy, if it's orange and blue, it's what we do. War Eagles.